in Montgomery and in Selma and the streets of Birmingham. The people sent a message to the leaders of the land. We have fought and we have suffered, but we know the wrong from right. We are family, we are neighbors, we are black and we are white.
good people. Welcome to Women's Magazine. This is Global Val here. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm from the heart of the Mission District here in San Francisco. Thank you for joining me. It is Friday, January 19th, 2018, and we're getting geared up for tomorrow's Women's March. I'm calling it Women's March 2.0, but the organizers are saying, first we marched, now we run. So it's the Hear Our Vote uh, gathering, demonstration, march, rally. We're having one, a big one here in San Francisco at Civic Center tomorrow at noon. And then it'll be uh, followed by a march down Market Street starting at 2 p.m. tomorrow. It's January 20th, J20. Um, so I want to let you know what we're going to do on Women's Magazine here today. And I'm going to play a little more music for you just for a couple minutes. Uh, I am graced with a very special guest, uh, a photographer who has been part of these um, movements and the progressive movement in, in many different camps for, uh, well, over 15 years. I'm talking about Kelly Johnson and her revolutionary photography. She's just put out a new book called The Women Who Move the World, and it's this beautiful uh, collection of things from, well, going back to, I think, 2003. So Kelly's in the studio with us today, and we're going to be talking all about what has happened and what's to come. So here's a little more music for you. We started out with Emma's Revolution, but now you're actually listening to, from 1972, Chicago Women's Liberation Rock Band. Sister, I could be you, but it's too late. Sister, can you hear me? Better break your date. Stop it right now, it's already too late. Sister. Right on, sisters. Thanks for tuning in to Women's Magazine. Again, I'm Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm in San Francisco. And I'd like to welcome my guest, Kelly Johnson. Welcome to Women's Magazine, Kelly. Thank you, Val. Thanks for having me. It's so good to have you here. Um, I'm really excited, and I know you're really excited, about this new book that you've put together of your photography. It's called The Women Who Move the World. Um, Tell us about the process of putting this book together, and then we, we can get into kind of the timeline of some of the movements that it that it covers. Well, <clears throat> probably about a year and a half ago, um, Donald Trump was running for president, and uh, you know, some he was caught on tape confessing to sexually violating women, and. I was at work and I had a bunch of images on my computer and I thought I'll just do a little book for myself. I just want to do this. I want to have these beautiful women in a little collection. And so I started going through some files and then realized I couldn't stop. I just kept going. And then I remembered that I had all my early work from the anti-war movement and all those negatives. And so I just went through and 
and picked my favorite images of women showing us how beautiful it is to stand up for what we believe in. And yeah, uh, so the the selecting took probably about six months and then the layout took about another six months and then the fine tuning, another three. And then um, I've done four other books uh, and had a couple published on blurb.com because they make really nice photo books. And so I decided to to do this at blurb because I wanted a really nice book for myself and had no idea that folks were going to want some and I've had a couple of folks who also wanted to have it and so yeah I was really glad that I did that and released it for people well it's really it's interesting because uh, before the show we were talking about it and uh, the as you kind of alluded to it right now is you put all these pictures together because you were the photographer at all these different demonstrations, protests, yeah. gatherings, marches. Um, so for you, it's like your own personal right. photo and album. It's like my you. own little family album of my life over the last 15 years. And I kind of look at that and go, wow, I have really just been to all these things and you don't kind of see it when you're going through it. You know, you don't feel like you're doing all those things, but then in retrospect 15 years is a lot to be photographing these and the diversity of humans and movements but it's all one thing right for me the progressive movement is us learning to heal our systems our civic systems our social systems our health systems education and yeah so for me it is one beautiful movement well let's go back to 15 years ago yeah because um 15 years ago was 2003 now. Right. Yes. Leading up to the Iraq, Iraq War. Correct. Yeah. Um, and I was a yeah. I was a housewife. I had my own business. I was coaching softball. I was not really an activist, although in college I was an environmental studies major and I liked the news. I was always, you know, listening to progressive news. But then <clears throat> 9/11 happened. And, you know, for a couple of weeks, I was sort of swept up. And then it occurred to me that that's not me. Like, I'm not the kind of person who would say, yeah, George Bush will go get him. And I, like, did a sort of double take on myself. And then started really in earnest asking the question, why would somebody drive a plane into a building and kill thousands of people? And I learned about Palestine and the Americans reach into the Middle East all over the place and realize that it wasn't for our freedoms. And then he started lying us into the Iraq war, talking about nuclear weapons in Iraq. And I couldn't just sit on my couch anymore. I couldn't. And so February 15th, action came up and I went and, you know, there was 200,000 people in San Francisco that day. And I walked up and found home. I have always been a person who had moved around a lot, never really thought of someone who, you know, had a home to go home to, you know. But yeah, walking into thousands and thousands of people and hearing a hip hop band doing the Not In Our Name poem. And I found my family and that was it, I was hooked started working on campaigns and uh, started working on Obama's campaign and went to the inauguration and then worked on health care and, <laughs> and then got disillusioned by even though I felt like we had a lot of great ideas they just weren't 
getting enforced. And so I started letter writing campaigns to all the representatives, both local and federal and Republicans and Democrats. And and August 17th, I wrote like 24 letters and sent them all out. And then exactly a month later, Occupy started. And that was in 2011. And, uh, and I was ready for that. I was ready for being all in to the movement and meeting actual activists. I've always been really shy and I never really talked to people even when I went to actions and stuff like that. Uh, and so on my way to Occupy, I'm like, okay, you're gonna go and you're gonna talk to people and you're going to get involved and, and I did. And that changed everything, yeah. So it's been like a series of events that kind of got me deeper and deeper and more in love and more committed to the movement. Your stories are really inspiring um, because I didn't initially introduce you as an activist, but you are. And yeah. as, a, as, a, as a photographer, you're, is part of your activism. Yeah, they're one um, and one. They go together for me. And the fact that you, you stepped out of your... Um, you know, what life and, and, you know, knowing or sen- sensing that there was something that you needed to do um, and then finding it mm-hmm. uh, is really, really inspiring. And I'm sure that people out there listening are like, yes, go Kelly, go Kelly Johnson. Um, it feels like a calling. It feels like, and it's funny because, you know, serendipitous events and I'm not like a magical person, but I definitely know that when opportunities and situations present themselves like Occupy or like the women's movement or like Black Lives Matter, be in the right place at the right time. Put yourself there because it's everywhere. All you got to do is go online to find something that should be inspiring. There's enough going on for all of us to find something to plug into for sure. Absolutely. I see things on there that I can't go to because it's, you know, 10 o'clock on a Tuesday kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to come here on Fridays uh, to do these shows here at Mutiny Radio. But um, I mean, I've been really inspired, especially over the past year. Yeah. Uh, to see this this surge of yes. of activism and, and involvement. Right. Uh, people actually getting off their couches, mm-hmm. like, you, like we were saying. Yeah. Um, so what's your sense so you've been you've been an activist you've been kind of this uh, kind of a embedded peace photographer Mm -hmm. i'm going to say um and what's your sense of where things are going in in terms of what the women's march represents because we're getting ready the women's march the second annual tomorrow so exciting last year was (laughs) phenomenal blew me away right i will tell you yeah, last year, and I decided to go to both last year just to see, and I never take video. I don't. I don't do video. I'm terrible at it, and I'm a pretty decent still photographer, so I stick to that, but I was so blown away last year that I got my camera, my iPhone out and said, look at what is happening right now. <laughs> look at what is happening. Yeah, it, and I was also simultaneously scared, right, because I'd seen us go, whoop, and then, um but this past year has just inspired me more and more and doing the woman's book simultaneously with all of these things that were happening in our society with women taking power and and using their power that's our problem it's not that we didn't have power before it's that we didn't permit ourselves and the world didn't permit us to use that power and now i think with 
the sisterhoods that we are building with supporting each other in a way that I don't think we've ever done before. You know what I mean? We've kind of beat each other up before in the past and we're not, I don't feel us doing that anymore. Um, yeah, the most, I mean, I look at tomorrow and I know women who have never done anything in their lives who are coming out to their first event tomorrow and it's going to be the Women's March and I can't wait for them to be blown away. I can't wait for them to go, ah, this is what togetherness and community and purpose together feel like because that's what activism is for me. I feel like as critters, we have needs which are community, being together, knowing our family and friends around us, but also having a purpose that feels good to us, that drives us. And that for me is what being the documentary, a documentary photographer of the movement has been. And yeah, over the last year, more inspired than I ever have been. And yeah, it's a sad bummer that it took a Donald Trump right and and that to like really stick a pin in our bums and get us off the couch but I do know that more people are listening now than ever before more people are staying informed more people are women are running for office than have ever like by leaps and bounds not just by a couple percentage points but by 20 and 30 percent and how can you not be inspired by that? How can you not be just motivated and, you know, yeah, thrilled even? Mm -hmm. Definitely with this uh, kind of the, the, as the old saying goes, it's always darkest right before the dawn, yeah. right? And I think we've got yeah. as dark as we can right. <laughs> with with yeah. uh, Donald Trump it's being the president, um, you know, uh, it's such a strange, strange thing. It's, it's <laughs> like you wake up in an absurd world every day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, that's that's just on the surface. But what, yeah. what what we're looking at here and what and and the pictures that you have in in this book, really, I mean, a lot of them are more recent, mm -hmm. but they do also kind of trace back to the grassroots of a lot of the movements that yeah. have been slowly building mm -hmm. over the past, you know, ten years or more, right. fifteen years. Um, yeah, climate. Talk, let's talk matter. about some of those. Yeah. yeah, some of those issues, some of those um, big, big, uh, big topics that mm -hmm. uh, that people have been working to try to rectify and, yeah. and remedy and and look towards yeah. uh, better better solutions. Yeah. Well, like I said, I was an environmental studies major in college, and uh, read when I was seven and a half months pregnant Al Gore's book. And that was the first I'd heard of climate change. And, you know, we called it global warming back then. Um, and every year, every climate report is worse than the last. And every year I've listened to them for 22 years. And, oh man, looking at watching the climate movement grow just even over the last, like, five years has been extraordinary. But also we got to see the birth of the Black Lives Matter movement. And we have needed to have that conversation in this country for so long Yes, that when that happened, I was like, oh, my God, finally. Thank God, finally, we're talking about it. And I felt the exact same way when we started talking about women's issues. It's like we have had this burden on us as a society for so long that breaking through and tearing that horrible oaky scab off and, 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 and dealing with all that pain that we have to deal with, whether um, we're a black woman or a woman who has been sexually assaulted, hurts. And it's hard to do that. 
And as a culture, I'm so proud of us for doing that, for finally having these painfully horrible conversations and recognizing what we have done as a society and a culture for millennia, right? For generations and generations. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's a relief and I feel great joy and more inspiration. I mean, every time Trump puts out a terrible tweet, we're forced into having another conversation about what we need to deal with as a culture and how we want to agree to be together. How are we going to decide as a society how we want to live together? I think there's a consensus that we would like to talk stuff out. We would like to solve things that way instead of violently or or fascistically, right? That's what we're saying. That's why the Constitution is a decent foundation. Because one, it says we're going to talk about this stuff and not use violence. And two, it says we can evolve as a society and change that, right? And we've been doing that all through time. And so, yeah, lots of hope, lots of inspiring things happening. I I can't even say enough about how excited I am about the next few years about seeing what's going to happen. And I've always been excited about that, you know, knowing that we're just on this cusp of of that fork that's going to take us to a place where we get along better and there is more equity and there is more conversation instead of violence solving our problems. Beautiful. That's such a fantastic sentiment you know because so many because of the whole you know air of things uh that are you know external or mainstream and and people are you know despondent and depressed mm-hmm. and confused and anxious and have all these negative you know emotions associated with it because who wants to be you know you know have all that news you know yeah, shooting at your face and your mind and your body or all the every day but i'm with you kelly i think that we are seeing this shift and it has kind of catapulted us Mm -hmm. into a a bigger wave um, to have those conversations, to have more women representing, uh, you know, having their voice in our elected offices. Mm -hmm. Making Um, policy and making decisions about how our country's going to run. Yeah. What we're going to pay for and what we're going to want as, you know, do we want to take care of each other? I think we do. Yeah. And women have that sentiment, I think, more often than men. I think that we are a little bit more socialistic and, and maybe it's because we bear the babies and we have to care for them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I do know that having more women voices and more educated women changes a society completely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's a trend that we see around the world yeah. as well. Um, we have, I, I mean, there for the past several years... Uh, probably the last 15 years, the number of women, the percentage of uh, women going to college, uh, going on to higher mm-hmm. education, f- surpasses yeah. the number Exceeds of young men. men. Yeah. I mean, we want education for everyone, but yeah. we see worldwide that more women are being educated, yeah. more women are elevating, right, to yeah. be leaders and to, to be economically independent exactly. and socially impactful. Mm-hmm. Um and right now, I, I, I have gotten kind of excited over the past couple, actually, this just this past year, because there's a new um, prime minister of New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, who is a young woman progressive, and also, uh, I, is it Iceland? There's, an, uh, there's a Norwegian, right? It's, it's, I, I think it's Iceland. Um, 
one of the one of the uh nordic one yeah, one <laughs> i think it's iceland yeah who also you know she's like in her early 40s just a prime minister nice you know yeah yeah um and 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 working towards you know pro, you know progressing towards let's take care of society right. let's look at the environment yeah. you know for me i was making a, a sign the other day for the march tomorrow <laughs> and all uh, the first thing that came to me was like let's set the peace agenda yeah you know yeah what creates peace? There's so many different offshoots of peace. Yeah, exactly. You know, are you, are, do you feel safe in your neighborhoods? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you, people care about you? Mm-hmm. Can you go to the doctor if you, right. if you have to, or are you going to be too scared to go into an emergency room? Mm-hmm. Think you're going to go into debt because, I mean, like, what is peace? You know, right. it has so many Even opportunities. solving all of the problems. If you think of it in the context of, of, not competition but cooperation right and and if you take that tack like you're not trying to one-up anybody you're trying to cooperatively create good for the all right instead of a win lose or a lose win if we create win-wins it's like green energy it's a win-win if you look at uh uh supporting higher education if you do that for kids it's a win-win they don't go into their future with a house worth of education debt that's not healthy for for a society at all and so if we look at all of the systems that we are trying to fix as a progressive movement and think let's make those healthier what does that look like more balanced so yeah and i like that the this new women's movement mm-hmm. is uh, you know one of its the main tenets is that intersectionality yeah right not just individual groups who with right. self-interest yeah. it's like my self-interest is your self-interest mm-hmm. like we have a common interest yeah. um and we can help each other yeah in different ways yeah and uh, that i think is something that black lives matter and the gender conversation is really bringing to us and i you know, it's a hard conversation, like we were saying, that's the hardest conversation to have. Yeah. And But if we don't have those conversations and learn how to work together, how are we ever going to solve climate change, global corporate corruption? How are we ever going to tackle those if we can't get past gender and melanin? Right? Right. Yeah. Or, or insist on building walls instead of bridges. Indeed. Yes, ma'am. Yes. You know, we we're talking about Black Lives Matter movement. Um the black the Black Lives Matter movement is pretty prominently featured in your book. It is. The the cover of your book yeah. is um, one of the one of the women who uh, blocked the the Bay Bridge here, yes. the San Francisco Oakland Bay Bridge. Bay Bridge shutdown. So you were right there. You were I was right invited. In f- yeah, it was actually a last minute thing, and it was like a major honor. It's not. It's hard to gain trust of people who are putting themselves on the line. And so I was trusted enough to be invited to go. And I will tell you, I shot less that day than maybe any other day because I was just so excited to be there. And I was playing with my video camera because I was so excited to be there. And yeah, that of Alice was really the best shot, obviously. It, It might be one of the best photographs I've ever taken in my life. And I know that it is moved a lot of people and yeah and I've seen her at so many actions and she is always there putting herself on the line for us and she's uh, one of my huge heroes 
very much. Yeah. And if you wanted, uh, since we're, we're talking to Kelly Johnson about her revolutionary photography, that's her website too, right? Mm-hmm. Kelly Johnson. Revolutionaryphotography.com. That's, yep. that's right. And so a, a lot of those pictures are there. Yeah. Um, but this new book, The Women Who Move the World, uh, is is really, really um, beautiful and moving. Uh, and t- tell me a little bit about your your choices like as you were going through and editing you said it took you know several months to whittle it down um, really and, hard. and half the book is black and white and half the book is color mm-hmm. let's talk and, a little well in the beginning it was only going to be a small little black and white book um <clears throat> but as i was going through my images <clears throat> you can't have a climate rally without color right you can't and there's so much i mean the thing about the progressive movement is art is everywhere whether it's music or posters david solnit is not in this book but david solnit is in this book because his banners and color are everywhere Mm. um yeah i just so then when i was like pouring through and i was trying to choose whether or not to put it all in and and finally i just decided to do it eliminating photos is the hardest thing i mean there's probably a thousand photos that were maybes right and i literally had three folders of great good maybe you know medium and that kind of thing and uh it was hard to let a lot of them go and then now i keep going oh that one oh one that i had forgotten (laughs) about that it's like oh man i should have put that one in there but yeah once i got to the certain point there's a point where you have to go into fine-tune editing and then you can't really add anymore because then you're changing pages and how i laid it out was so that each page was paired right i wanted the the whole page that you were looking at to go together. So each each page that you turn to feels like its own set of photos together. And I really love that about it. I plan them out really carefully that way. Yeah. I really love them. Yeah, my grand finale is actually kind of pretty. I really, <laughs> I, I put in a lot of color at the end and just wanted to kind of end it with a really big smile for everybody because it really is beautiful. We are so lovely and uh, I gave me goosebumps. Yeah, I I know. I'm looking at, I mean, some of these pictures of. I know, the, and it's our friends. It's a, it's a lot of our friends. <laughs> it is a lot, a lot of, our, of our, friends. our friends. We've got Windsong here yep, with her with her there. macaw on yep, her shoulder. That was on Earth Day. She was so beautiful that day. Oh, and the the ladies beautiful. from Code Pink yep. out there at the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, Nancy um, and Mona Lisa. That's right on International Women's Day, yeah. talking about Fukushima. And you know, Code Pink goes to the Golden Gate Bridge all the time to walk across that for different things. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They're great. They're actually one of the the first group that I officially worked for because I went to the 2010 U.S. Social Forum and lived with Medea Benjamin for a week. Yes, I did. And Colonel Ann Wright. Wow. In Washington, D.C. In Detroit. In Detroit. 2010. Yeah. The U.S. Social Forum. It was amazing. And yeah, that's in there and met a bunch of friends and friends that I still have to this day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, what happened at the U.S. Social Forum? Um, I had been taking pictures at rallies, and I had this great photograph of a code pink dress. You know, they do those massive banner dresses, and they hang them off of buildings. And right. so I had submitted them to them, and then they said, hey, we're going, doing this thing. You want to carpool out? And I said, yes. 
so they had a house there code pink and there was like 30 women and we all stayed in the house together and i was the photographer so i went around and followed the people as they were going to the different speaking events we buried a hummer because the hummer got discontinued that day or that year and so um how cool yeah there's this place (laughs) called the heidelberg project in detroit and this entire block they made their houses artwork like they painted them all different ways and stuff code pink went to the heidelberg project asked if we could plant a hummer and paint it and they said (laughs) yes and so we dug a big hole planted a hummer put live plants in it and painted it and yeah it was a very very beautiful day it was a lot of work and super fun that's so cool yeah i I remember because i in 2001 oh. after 9-11 yeah you know when it was this huge you know kind of surge of patriotism right. and you know and and uh, people started to it started to dawn on everybody that we we're moving towards a war in afghanistan and we we're moving towards a war in iraq like yeah. two years later a year and a half later they were already talking about it mm. and um people were waking up and like this is war why is there war war for oil and there were so many hummers that yes. got like issued in yeah. those years that i yeah i'm with you i'm mm-hmm. glad that the hummer got buried um <laughs> it's an inanimate object folks we're not yeah, talking yeah. about violence we're talking about non-violence right exactly and so, making it pink i mean how do you beat that <laughs> so um i want to talk about some a, a few more of your personal experiences, um, maybe some really impactful moments or moments that were uh, particularly memorable for you in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to put you on the spot. I want to play a little music and think about it. Okay. Um, we'll come back in a couple of minutes and, um, and we'll continue to talk more. I'm speaking with Kelly Johnson here. Kelly Johnson, Revolutionary Photography, this new book, The Women Who Move the World. Um, and we're gearing up for tomorrow's Women's March here in San Francisco. And of course, there's going to be one in Oakland and San Jose and all around the Bay Area. And if it's anything like last year, mm-hmm. on all seven continents. So we shall see. Um, but I do want to play a song that actually got released last year specifically for the Women's March. Um, this is from an artist named Elisa Hava. And her, you can find her music on Eve of Eden music.com. And she released this song called Rise mm. for the Women's Movement. Nice.
You are listening to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. I'm here talking with revolutionary photographer Kelly Johnson, who's just put out this beautiful book, The Women Who Move the World, chronicling uh, in black and white and in beautiful, vibrant colors, uh, the progressive movements of the last 15 years anti-war, U.S. social forum, climate action, um, Black Lives Matter, and Occupy. So, Kelly, I think you've got a little story about Occupy. Yeah, Occupy was fun. So, for Occupy, I would work three days a week in Santa Rosa because I still lived in Cloverdale. So, I would drive a couple hours, come down, and then live in the city for three nights, four nights, and camp out, and then go back to work. And, uh, There was this one time when uh, the police were starting to close down our encampment. And this guy, Pirate, not Pirate Mike, uh, Kitchen Mike, he uh, had a dog. His dog's name was Rover. Anyway, he went and got my tent, wrote my name on it so that I wouldn't lose my tent, and planted it firmly right in the middle of Market Street. And then everybody started gathering around and it just happened to be the same day that we were having the interfaith group come down. So all of these elders, all of these old religious leaders came down and made a huge circle in the middle of Market Street. And we sat there for like three hours occupying the middle of Market Street, going around, passing the mic around and everybody having their word. and. Like all of the the people who were like living at Occupy spoke, and but then all the the um, spiritual leaders also spoke, and it was just one of the most moving days. And then all of a sudden we said, okay, this uh, GA is over, and we just picked up the tents and moved them back, and everything was over. And then we had a had another night of you know drums and <laughs> collecting funniness yeah occupy was quite a trip it was an interesting time for a lot of us who were there mm-hmm. well i'm always excited to hear about well not just the occupy stories but also the how how occupy kind of was a you know kind of a a, a, a flowering bed, if you will, yeah. a garden Big that time. has been, you know, growing. It's been mown down a couple mm-hmm. times, you know, it's gone through a few different seasons. People think it disappeared. A lot of people don't even know what happened. Um, but uh, I mean, I've seen it here being, you know, privy to folks who come in uh, to Mutiny Radio that, you know, Occupy as a maybe as a massive movement, you know, is not happening mm-hmm. on that scale. But what's come out of it have been people yeah. who have gotten together, organized. Mm-hmm. The formed. amount of networking that went on and the groups that were birthed by that movement. <clears throat> and and the people who were inspired to find a community that a lot of people who went to Occupy had never been an activist before, but now are. There were a lot of people who went to Occupy who were activists before and carried on with a whole new crop of people who are interested in working in the movement. It was one of the greatest networking tools because we had the social media, which was the first time we had a big movement like that and social media. And so the connections that we all made through Facebook and the internet go on to this day. Half my friends here in the Bay Area I met through Occupy. And, you know, we obviously don't live in a tent anymore, most of us, and we are still connected and still working in the movement and all of our various facets whether it's the black lives matter fight for 15 which we won and you know climate change which we are gonna win 
we don't, that's real bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's in everyone's interest yeah. to, to move forward with that. Yeah. But, you know, I think that w- when I think of the kind of the different surges of activism, mm-hmm. you know, the Occupy waves. was a huge wave. Yeah. And then Standing Rock yeah. was an even bigger wave, Big time. Yeah. Uh, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now we're at the with the women, mm-hmm. the women's movement. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's amazing. <clears throat> it is. I know I, I joke and call Trump a deep, deep, deep cover Democratic operative because <laughs> everything do. he does inspires us more and and is crushing his own party. You know what I'm saying? How can you be a leader if you are dissembling your own party? So, yeah, I say keep being inspired and, and keep moving forward because we're doing it. I really think we're winning and I see us changing every day. Awesome. Well, Kelly Johnson, thank you so much for being my guest on Women's Magazine today. Thank you so much for having me. So where can people find this book or if if you have any uh, book releases planned Um, or anything? I don't have any book releases planned, but there's a couple ways you can get it online. Uh, You can go to my website, uh, kellyjohnsonrevolutionaryphotography.com, and there's a link there. Or you can go directly to blurb.com and then search using Kelly Johnson or the title of the book, The Women Who Move the World. Awesome. Well, I'm so happy to see you today. Thank you for being my guest. You're welcome. Thank Thank you for for making this book and for being there and being that witness Mm -hmm. um, and participant um, for all of these things, because this is our this is our living history right here. It is. Yes. This is really I mean, the the cover photo alone. (laughs) I think that one's going that one's. Yeah. That's I want college students to look at these in a hundred years and go, oh, look, this is what we did to win. This is what it looked like when we saved humanity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's the best um, message that I can really get away with today here on Women's <laughs> Magazine. Thank you so Thanks, much for, for bringing that, for bringing your energy and your uh, in- inspiration. Um, that's you. what uh, we're all about here. And uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you. So... Thank you out there if you're listening for tuning in today. And um, yeah, I want to play you a little more music since this is a a day of uh, we're getting ready for the Women's March. I want to make sure everybody knows where to go, uh, actually, before any music happens. So tomorrow, if you look at womensmarchbayarea.org, I believe, um, but there's Women's March San Francisco. That's where I'll be. That will be here in San Francisco at Civic Center, right near City Hall. Uh, It will extend back into UN Plaza, but there's a stage uh, in Civic Center kind of near City Hall. Um, So the rally will start at 12 p.m. There's a a litany of speakers. Um, You can find all this information online, uh, who the speakers are going to be, and... um, and so the rally starts at 12 noon, and then uh, the march down Market Street starts at 2 p.m. So basically, if you're up front near the stage near City Hall for the rally, uh, you're going to be at the back of the march because the march is going to start from UN Plaza, uh, from the back of UN Plaza, the eastern part of it, and start going down. There's a lot of groups that are already uh, organized that are going to be staging there, getting ready to lead with banners and things. Um, But of course, this is a big open public demonstration. So um, if you can wait until 2pm to march with everybody, that'd be nice. But obviously, you know, 
everybody here is a, a free <laughs> free agent. But uh, you know, take care out there. Uh, make sure you've got um, you know comfortable shoes. Maybe a little rain layer just in case. Uh, last year it was pouring rain, but that did not stop the hundreds of thousands of people who were mar- marching down in the rain at nighttime. Um, I have some video from that, which was super cool and very inspiring. Um, so yeah, dress warmly. Bring a snack in your back in your back pocket. Uh, don't bring a big bag, but bring some water and and just look, generally look out for one another. You know, this is a non-violent gathering. Um, so if you're in a situation where you're feeling stressed out or like it's not a safe place for you to be, walk away, you know, maybe tell somebody, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of camaraderie out there. So, you know, strangers are your friends. Um, and, uh, just, uh, you know, be smart about it. There will be more porta potties this year. And, uh, so that's, that's going to be good <laughs> for everybody's benefit. Um, but looking forward to getting together with everybody tomorrow and to see where, how far we can take this movement. Uh, I love that it's first we marched last year and now we run for office. So it's been a great day on women's magazine. Thank you, Kelly Johnson, for being here. Uh, thanks mutiny radio for having this very cool space for us to occupy and, um, everybody out there for listening and everybody out there who's about to get up off of your couch and, uh, go on out into the streets tomorrow and find that togetherness um, so we can work towards a better world and safer, more peaceful, healthier societies. So I am going to play one more song. I found this song last night. Uh, This is a group of women from, uh, they're they're British women. They're called the Four Femmes on the Thames. And they have... uh, a really hilarious song uh, that that I found, and I, if I can find it on my desktop here, I will. Um, but I know that they're. Oh yes. Okay. So here's the song. It's called uh, "Woman Up," because <laughs> you know they're always saying "Man Up." Um, so these four women, the four femmes on the Thames, came up with a hilarious analytical. Uh, you know, remix, uh, on, on the whole concept. So, um, just remember, uh, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like changing your life because you feel a calling for something better or higher or more, uh, inclusive inspiration is contagious. Peace. Thank you. And here's the song. I don't know about you, But just lately I've been thinking That the way we praise the brave is quite bizarre It's a phrase we misconstrue And is spoken without blinking That men's bollocks Are the strongest thing by far Allow us to analyse Balls are dangling, they're all vulnerable and limp Whereas the growler is certainly no wimp She can take a pounding, but he can't take a tug It's time we started praising the greatness of the rug You've got to grow a hairy twat I'll put my cunt on the line for that People everywhere have got to stop growing a pair And woman up and grow a twat If you poke around them 
will make you cringe But not the black, not the blonde Or even the ginger minge She can push out babies Directly from her flower Let's hear it for vaginas Let's cheer for pussy power You've got to grow a full-blown muff I'll put my cunt on the line so tough Titties! People everywhere have got to stop growing up A lot of fun times happening here on Women's Magazine. Stay tuned for the Common Thread Collective, and you're welcome to come and join us here live and in person at 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. And if you have some music or a book or something that you would like us to look at and share and spread around the planet on the internet on mutinyradio.fm, feel free to uh, send it along. And uh, just say attention, uh, Global Val, and uh, we'll we'll get to work and listen to it and play it on our shows. And you know, we want we're here as a platform for free speech and um, togetherness. So we are, but one small planet, uh, and connected through uh, well many ways, but one way is through the internet, and that's what we do here. MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. I'm here every Friday from 2 to 3 for Women's Magazine and 3 to 6 for the Common Thread Collective Community Open Mic with Diamond Dave. We'll be back in just a couple minutes and get the Common Thread Collective cooking. Oh, and I'll also be, uh, in addition to the Women's March happening tomorrow, I'll also be reading some poetry at Adobe Books on Sunday from 4 to 6. Peace and thank you. (laughs) 